So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Welcome to the Reet and Entertainment Podcast. Did I get that? I don't think I did. Welcome to the Reet and Entertainment Podcast. My name is Nathan. Reet and Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew O'Rowe McFain. I'm here. Are you the, here? I I am technically here, yes. Um, so, we're on episode 261 for August 30th, 2020. Uh, Aroa, introduce yourself. Tell us where you can find, where we can find you online. Hey, it's me. I'm usually here. Uh, go to aroa.website and and look at all my links it's like link tree but i is made it, it. Oh, it looks good. like shit your geosity's uh, paid paid yeah but that yeah that's the point uh i know so you know i've been uh i've been trying to play games this week i tried to play control because that came yeah. out on steam oh you bought it uh-huh i'm why what do you mean why i i i'm not i i've looked at that game but i have no idea what it's even about um it's a it's a wacky uh third person shooter where you've got like superpowers and you're in the scp bureau and you gotta gotta kill weird possessed things and they're like rpg elements and shit like it's uh it's nifty um did you turn i believe on, did you turn on rtx ray tracing i can't oh yeah because you're i a have a loser uh, yeah i have a 1000 series which uh hey hey you know a lot of the rumblings about uh uh rdna 2 or whatever might make me a might make me a believer in AMD again. Oh, so, well, AMD especially graphics since, cards. Yeah, especially since the 3090 is apparently fourth or $1400 or whatever. Like that wouldn't surprise. I want to get a new graphics card, but graphics cards are so expensive and my graphics card works okay. Yeah. So and it's it's always hard to justify whenever like at least whenever you're me and you play everything at 1080p anyway. Yeah, uh, the only the only thing I have now is that I have 144 hertz monitors. Yeah. And so it if I make even Persona 4 Golden when I was playing that, if I ran it at 140 hertz, it my CPU or my GPU was just at 100% the entire time. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, uh, it's it's running at that high of a frame rate just tanks your graphics card performance. Hmm. Um, well, it doesn't. Yeah, it's it's it, utilizing the graphics card fully, but yeah. it 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 makes it so other things like if I'm trying to stream or something from the same computer is impossible. So you want to that's why that's part of the reason why I'm like maybe I'll update when the new graphics cards come out maybe when 
the AMD cards come out, they're actually going to be an improvement because right now they're not much of an improvement. No. Um, um, but yeah, Control is from Remedy, and I really like their other games. So. Oh, okay. Is it yeah, good? And it, what I have managed to play has been good, but I, I've only gotten about two hours in. Um, but I, yeah, I've had fun with it. Uh, that in Risk of Rain 2. Um, very different games, but uh, both great. Um, yeah. I just uh, need to be able to play them without them uh, crashing, which appears to just be a problem with my computer. I don't really know what's going on. That was why uh, before we started recording, I needed to restart to turn off driver verifier because I'm trying to get it to crash while driver verifier is running so that I can find out if it is indeed my graphics card driver that is breaking everything. Well, I will say one thing about AMD, and I don't know if the reputation still holds, but I know that the reputation for a long time was that their drivers were not not very good. It, so, in my experience, their drivers themselves are fine once they get them out there. Um, the launch drivers are always terrible, um, and you always get performance improvements after the first couple of drivers come out. Uh, but what is always the case is that their software in general, their desktop software, is garbage. Um, worse than oh, yeah. G4's experience. I will tell you, I will tell you, I don't have a an AMD graphics card, but I do have my 1700 uh, CPU, and uh, Ryzen Masters suck balls. Oh my god, it's so bad. It like, really is. I, I have for just... one, why do I have to have specifically AMD's software to get accurate temperatures off of my CPU? I have just, res I just don't do anything. I don't, like, I was like, maybe I can overclock a little bit. No. I just leave it at base clock. I don't care. Because Ryzen Master, like, I tweak one thing, and it's just like, no, nah, we're going to blue screen now. And, I'm like, and I, like, nothing s seems to, like, do anything. Like, I'll change profiles in it, and nothing happens. Yeah. So I'm like, why are there even, why do these profiles even exist? What does this even mean? Like it's it's not, but it was just stupid. Whenever I opened Specky at right after I upgraded, and it was like, yeah, your CPU is running at ninety eight degrees. I was like, what? But no, <laughs> it was uh, it was actually running at half that. Um, but f for some reason, AMD just reports the temperature at double its actual temperature unless you use Ryzen Master. So I see. Uh, um, did you did you play any other games besides Control? Uh yeah the the risk, risk of, of rain, rain too risk of rain yeah, yeah. Um, um and you know you got the world of Warcraft uh the PTR is running running wild uh it's it's a pretty good time I'm really good. excited the pre patch is coming soon trademark probably well what almost definitely a, let let me ask you a question have you a few months ago they released the classic mode. Have, yeah. have you been experiencing that, or are you still on just main? I main got, I got so bored of classic, um, mainly just because it it only reminds me of everything that I used to hate about MMOs. Um, so no, I haven't I haven't stuck with that 
So you I'm... don't want to play Final Fantasy XI with me? No. For uh, the last about, time. What about EverQuest? No. Or Ultimate? I tried, I tried playing RuneScape recently on my oh, phone. God. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, um, wow, never mind. I haven't grown into liking MMOs. Ne- never mind. Well, um, I, I, there's some good and some bad about the way that MMOs have kind of evolved over the last 25 years. Um, but I think that for like for a lot of steps that they've made progress to make it so that people like you who don't like traditional MMOs will like MMOs. Um, it makes it so that people like me that uh, stop liking MMOs so much just um, because they're they're not. I don't know. It, it for me, it's nothing feels rewarding because you're just constantly handed things without oh, really man. trying for it. You're really you yeah, you'd really hate what they're doing with uh, the new expansion in WoW then. That that's another thing. So uh even back in the day when WoW would release expansions, like people would spend months grinding out and doing raids and getting like the best gear possible, and then they'd run into a new area and they would get a green that was way better than the thing they just worked their ass off for. And in well, isn't older... that like, isn't that the nature of? Like, I thought that was just how MMOs like worked. No, so I mean yes, but there are some, like in Final Fantasy Eleven, there's something called Dynamis, and and there's there's these relic weapons in Dynamis, and if you got those weapons, and you you literally had to grind those weapons for like a year. Like doing a like dam- dynamis runs, um, for like two or I think it's two or three times a week you're able to do dynamis runs, and you literally had to grind out a year or two to be able to get these weapons, and then you were able to like use currency to level them up, basically, and you were able to turn them into really really good weapons. So they they had that in they had a, a very light version of that in Legion. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know too much about that, no. but uh, not a, in not Legion, a, no. In Legion, you got a um, you you had your choice of three. Well, however many sub classes are available for your class, there was one for each subclass of a legendary weapon that. Uh, it being wow, you were railroaded into getting the weapon of your choice, but then after that, almost everything that you did uh, would work towards leveling up that weapon. Uh, yeah. Like the weapon itself had a skill tree, and you were able to establish builds for weapons, and there were like drops that were, or that would give you gems that would slot into the weapon that would give it specific abilities that are that would be different from somebody else who had the same weapon as you and everyone really really liked that and uh like they uh whenever legion was over uh got rid of that entire system it's totally dead uh you can still play through legion and get that weapon um but whenever you go into the skill tree thing it gives you some lore reason why it doesn't do anything anymore 
I see. So, so, it, so here, here's the thing. Here's the thing I was bringing up with Dynamis was they have added new content and new items that are better than those weapons. Right? Well, yeah, so it's the, okay. same, the same thing. But here's the deal. They have added new content that allows you to level up those weapons further. And so, I, so those weapons so, are still viable even in endgame. Now, I don't know the details about this because I only found out about it uh, like a week ago and I haven't really looked into it. But it does seem that they're going to do something like that in the new WoW expansion where you'll be able to take old equipment that maybe you really liked the specific ability that it gave and you'll be able to use some kind of consumable on it that will bring it up to a more recent item level. So um, that's cool. Kind of like, like how Destiny does it. Because I yeah, really, they, really like that about Destiny. They scale the the weapons, right? Like, yeah, and and you can you can feed other weapons to that weapon, kind of like in a gotcha game. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, to upgrade it, so that way, even if it's a weaker weapon, if it does something cool that you like, then you can feed your your lesser weapons to it and bring it up to something to where it's actually a viable weapon at, at the end game. Yeah, see, that's that that was something that always kind of irked me about a lot of MMOs is that you get a new weapon like or you've worked your ass off to to get these end game weapons and then they're just like hey that's useless you have to get rid of it now and it's like dude I've worked like for literally a year to get this and they're like we don't care like just give us more money and that was so, th that yeah the so the, yeah. in the the technically current expansion in WoW the entire system that that whole expansion is based around it's completely thrown out the window now. That is uh, awesome. At, whenever the pre-patch comes out, every upgrade that you have during that expansion will become completely non-existent. Uh, they it, also, like, like a lot of patches ago, a long time ago, they they brought out a new expansion or something came out that they got rid of skill levels. So, like... Wow! Originally, like if you ha if you could you know wield a sword, you had a sword. Oh skill. yeah, and yeah. And they got rid of that, and that's something I don't like either. That they got rid of that because I personally think I like leveling up that stuff because I'm weird. I yeah, I I know I agree with you. That's actually one of the things that I found compelling about playing classic was that instead of your class being forced to like if you were a a warrior you had to use a in in current wow you have to use either uh two-handed weapons uh or 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 um dual wield one-handed weapons uh or you can do a sword and a shield um but in classic if you wanted to you could have a, a warrior that like uses a a bow staff or something or like uses ranged weapons even though that would be retarded but like it's a thing that you can do yeah and in current wow you don't have you, you can't you just can't equip those things and like you can't oh. equip armor that isn't of your class like I see. So, so but in old wow you could equip like you could be a, a mage that wore heavy armor if you wanted yep. to it would not work very well but you could level up your heavy armor skill to the point where you could actually kind of be viable as a mage wearing heavy armor instead of cloth. 
so in Final Fantasy, uh, you like you couldn't wield whatever you wanted, but like okay, if you're a monk, you could use your fists. You could use um, like a club. You could use a sta- like certain staves and stuff like that. Um, and so there was a list of things you could wield, and then you could level them up specifically. Uh, one of my favorite things was that there's my favorite weapon, and we'll move on. My favorite weapon in any game that I never got because it was literally six million gil to buy um, was something called the Kraken Club. And the Kraken Club could wield, or you wield it, and it would occasionally attack two to eight times. So you would attack, and it would attack two... One attack could go up to eight attacks. That and as seems a, broken. As a monk, well, here's the thing. As a monk, the two or the uh, two-hour ability, which they have now converted to the one-hour ability, was called 100 Fists, which removed all delay from your attacks. So you literally just keep uh-huh. attacking super quickly for like a minute. And so... If you use the Kraken Club and you use 100 Fists, it broke the game. It would, like, skip animations because it couldn't keep up. It was amazing. I think I got to use it once. Somebody let me borrow their Kraken Club, and let and they just wanted to see me use 100 Fists on something. So, yeah, it was a, it's a good weapon, and uh, it's probably still, like, 2 million gil because that game is fucking crazy and still... Getting updates to this day. We don't talk about it, but it's still getting updates. Anyway, did you play any other games? We kind of went off on a tangent. Uh, I mean, we got to fill time somehow. But We do. There's uh, not a lot of stories this week. Uh, we'll move on to me. I played, uh, or you can find me, Nathan Reen's Ruth. I'm everywhere as Reeton, so find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, you can go to my website, ReetonEntertainment.com. This podcast you're listening to, of course, you know where to find it, but you can also find it on Reaton Entertainment. If I am lazy one week and don't update it on the main page, click on the podcast button. You'll see a huge playlist there with all of the podcasts, including the newest one at the very top. And then you can go, if you're interested in just subscribing, go to Spotify or iTunes. The link is down below and press the subscribe button. And it'll get it downloaded every week. Anyway, games I played. Undermine is a game I played. That game is really good. I uh, I really like it. Uh, apparently, my friend saw me play it, and I have got her addicted to the game now. So she got Game Pass, uh, downloaded it, and then I guess she lost her save. Like, Game Pass crashed or something and lost her save. So she refunded Game Pass and just bought Undermine on Steam. <laughs> um, Which I thought was funny. Uh, I played some Halo. I'm... I'm okay. I played that with Connor. I played some Overwatch with a friend. Did I play anything? I I uh I played I can't get this Xbox to run chimp and it's really upsetting me. That's Ch- Ch- chimp. Chimp. Oh, it's uh, like original Xbox. Original Xbox, original Xbox. Yeah, I'm trying to get it to run something called Chimp which allows you to take a new hard drive and, and put it in there. Yeah. I and remember. for some reason, That's Chimp just, like I got, it works. I have my main one and that works fine. Um, And I was able to get that updated, upgraded. And now I have a 250 gig hard drive in there. That was months ago. 
And then my friend was like, hey, I want to play Ninja Gaiden Black. Do you have a, how long would it take you to mod an Xbox? I'm like, well, modding an Xbox won't take very long, but I don't know, I haven't been able to get any of the other ones to uh, be able to run Chimp so that it will actually be able to upgrade the hard drive. And so yesterday I spent like two and a half hours trying to get that working and it didn't work and I'm really upset. It is modded. It works. It can play burned CD or burned DVDs, but it I can't put Ninja Gaiden is too big to put on the original hard drive that's in there. <laughs> yeah. So I've got to find a way to get it to where I'm sure there's something I'm doing wrong. Like I need to put in the applications and run it a different way, but I have no idea. So I played that and that was annoying. Um, let's move on to some stories. And this, this isn't a story that we're actually going to put on the bottom there. I just found it interesting and I messaged you on Twitter about it. Um, Yahoo has a mobile phone service. Like, I, oh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was just I was scrolling through uh in Gadget and there was an ad, or uh, it wasn't an ad. It was a sponsored article, which is an ad, but it's not one that ad block will remove. And um. I was like, wait, Yahoo? Like, I saw Yahoo phone service, and I'm like, is there another, like, did somebody take the name Yahoo and they can use it for a mo No, <laughs> Yahoo themselves, the old tech giant that is no more. It's basically nobody goes there anymore. Nobody uses them. The only people that use them are, like, 80-year-old people who still happen to have a Yahoo email address. And don't forget that they own Tumblr. Didn't Tumblr die after they stopped putting porn on there? Uh, sort of. I mean, there are still a lot of a lot of people who still love their Tumblr, but uh, okay, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's nothing like it used to be. Kind of like Yahoo. Yeah. So yeah, Yahoo, they have a plan, and it goes through Verizon. It's an MPNO. yeah of. Of all MVNOs, there there are a Verizon MVNO, which is like very uncommon. It really is because Verizon stopped doing MVNOs as much a while back, like over a decade ago. Um, because Consumer Cellular actually used to be on Verizon. I did not know that. Yeah, it used to be a Verizon MVNO and AT and T MVNO, and. They would do it very similar to what they're doing now, where, um, like right now, it's on AT and T and T Mobile, and depending on where you're at, whichever has better coverage, they will send you that specific SIM card. So if you have better coverage with AT and T, you'll get that SIM card. Well, um, by by their measurement, which is not always accurate, but luckily well, you can go to your local Target and buy a another card if you need to. Yes, exactly. Um, not so sponsored, anyway, not sponsored. Um, but if you, uh, if you do happen to switch, you can get a referral link through Aroa and he'll get $20 off his, uh, off his next bill and you'll get $20 off your first bill. Anyway, it's a great deal. It <laughs> um, unlimited kind everything. of like Yahoo mobile. Yeah, actually it honestly doesn't look like a bad deal. 
No. <laughs> it looks okay. Um, unlimited everything. Stay connected to what you love with unlimited data, text, and talk. Uh, you get Verizon's 4G LTE network, not 5G. Um, so that should be noted. Uh, no contracts, hidden fees, taxes uh, are included. So taxes are included in the 39 a month? That's weird. I, The way they say that, it makes it, it says taxes are included. So is that, it's $39 a month, uh, $39.99 a month for unlimited everything, it says. Now it does have Yahoo Plus support and Yahoo Mail Pro. Oh, wow. Ad-free email. And 24-7 live support for all Yahoo accounts. Wow. Uh, you get hotspots. So you can get, uh, actually, that's not bad, uh, unlimited no. data with, with hotspots. Yeah, and, that's um, pretty crazy. And, of course, you can bring your own phone if you have a, a Verizon or a, a Verizon phone or an unlocked phone that does CDMA networks. I just thought this isn't really something that, you know, we're going to dwell on for very long, but that's just really weird that they yeah. they have this you can buy the uh although you can get the iphone se for 384 right now yeah Through like Yahoo. uh and you can like you don't even have to buy the phone outright you can finance through a third-party company yeah. so you can do it just like a regular phone service uh, now it is not a great deal if you're trying to do like a family plan like right. most mvnos and other prepaid options you're you're gonna have a bad time whenever you try to have like five people on this plan because at that what? point you're paying 200 dollars a month what is this phone before we move what? on we're gonna move on here soon it's called the hot pepper ghost what whoa what what that's the hell the is that the, that's the name of the phone what is the what hot pepper ghost who's hot pepper the hot pepper, hot ghost. pepper mobile. Yeah. The hot pepper ghost is the smartest choice for those who value bang for your buck. Punching above its weight class, the ghost features four gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, and a micro SD card slot. Powering the six inch HD plus display is an octa core processor backed by a long lasting 3,850 milliamp hour battery. That's actually pretty big. Um, during the time when practically when practicality bleats, bleh, beats glitz and glamour, the hot pepper ghost is the phone you need and the value you've been waiting for. Um, so it's probably not a good sign that the website for the phone isn't working right now. Um, I got an does, error five twenty two connection timed out. The SD card slot uh, accepts SD cards up to two terabytes. Yeah, that's normal. Um, it is see. a MediaTek octa-core processor, which means that it's uh, it's big little. Um, oh yeah, so it has like four, like big cores, and then four little cores. Yeah, it's something like that, or it's it might even be like six little ones, two big ones, or something. But uh, like, it has it has um, a it has a fingerprint sensor. I know, I was going to say that. It's got a 13-megapixel camera, a 5-megapixel camera in the front, and a fingerprint sensor, which like, is... I you, I, I kind of want this phone just to test it out. 
I kind of want to know if this will work on GSM. Because if it will, I might actually buy this for someone who is in the market for a new phone because they are still using a Huawei phone. And this and this phone isn't like it's that 3800 milliamp hour battery is huge for a phone. Um, yeah. My I have the Pixel the Pixel 4a. I can get like a day and a half of use out of it and I only have uh 3100 milliamp hours. So 3800 milliamp hours is going to keep you going at least all day. You can get it on Amazon for 150 or uh for 200. Um, okay. But it is unlocked for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. I, I, uh, Did Verizon, yeah. like, is Verizon GSM compliant now or something? I think they might be. Cha- I don't know if they are. I think they're still CDMA, but I think most phones are just putting in all Maybe the Maybe they're bands. just like, they're, they're well, just it, it may in. also, it may be that like they're assuming that most of the time you're going to have LTE coverage. Yeah, cause, and because LTE like is GSM. Oh, see, I know that like one of the first phones to to do this, um, to be able to go between both was like the iPhone, right? Like it, the way the iPhone unlocks, or at the time it used to. I it might be different now. I haven't worked at a phone company for a long time, but the way that it used to work is that. If you never turned your phone on, you could activate your phone on another service. So if I bought my phone from Verizon and they sent it to me brand new, I could go elsewhere and turn on the phone and activate it like on consumer cellular. And I know this because somebody called in and he was like, hey, I have I have this phone, it's from this iPhone, it's from Verizon. Can I get it working on consumer cellular? I'm like, well, just so you know, the like if you've used it on Verizon, then it'll need to be unlocked. If you haven't turned it on and you haven't used it yet, then you might be able to get it working. And he's like, oh no, no, that's the brilliant part. I've never turned it on before. And I'm like, wait, you actually know? He's like, yeah. And so we we turned it on, and his phone started getting service. So uh, then, but the problem is with the iPhones, at least back then, when you turned it on and you linked it to a service, it then locked to that service, and you had to have Apple unlock that phone from there. Yeah. And that, that is because iPhones have both antenna, or both, both, sides are are there on the chip and it just locks to whichever one yeah and i assume that's what they're doing here uh for a lot of phones now is that they just have all of the antennas on there like it just supports all the bands and it doesn't really matter anymore so yeah because everyone's just using snapdragon or in the case of the hot pepper ghost uh mediatek that is such Um, a weird phone Anyway, it is. And also I found a review on Amazon where they went surprisingly in depth and it is four cores at two gigahertz, another four at 1.5. The reviews are middling to okay. I mean, Uh, that's what I would expect, right? 
a couple of people are like, oh, it's slow and dumb. And it's like, well, yeah, it's a fucking, it's a $150 phone. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> from a company that no one has ever heard of. Uh, Not a single person. Hot pepper. What the fuck? <laughs> I like it. Also, I like that. I wonder if other phones are named like, cause hot pepper ghost, like ghost peppers. Oh yeah. I, I would if... love to find out, but their website is down. <laughs> of course it is. Let's move on to some real stories. Uh, we have an update from a story. Uh, we we spoke, was it last week or a couple weeks ago, we spoke about uh, Epic and their getting taken off uh, Google Play and the, apps, the iPhone app store, right? Yeah, yeah. And apparently Epic has secured an early win uh, for certain things. My roommate just made a ton of noise. I don't know why. Anyway. I didn't hear um, it, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still not going to be, like, Fortnite's still not going to be taken and put back on to the Apple service. Um, however, they have won an injunction. Basically, the court said, no, you can't take off every game that uses Unreal Engine <laughs> assholes. And so... Um, they've got that at least where the iPhone, I'm sorry, the app store is not going to take away every single game that runs Unreal Engine, which would have been like probably half of the app store. It would be, it would be what one, it, the, the half that uses Unreal versus the half that uses Unity. Like, yeah, like it's, it's, it would be ridiculous when, if if they did that, if they were like, we're going, we're gonna take away all of these games. Like, I I know there would be other apps that would be taken. It'd be like Snapchat. What that runs on Unreal, um, <laughs> because everything like everything's on Unreal or or uh or Unity. Is there really any like nothing uses Flash anymore? Well, no. Um, no. Uh. Yeah, I'm thinking it's just Unity. Unity Unity is the is without a doubt the like flash of the modern day, but Unreal yeah. is very, very close behind. Right. So a uh, Java. Some stuff runs on Java still, right? Well not on phones. I I'm sure there's something there that does it. So anyway, uh that's <laughs> it. That was it it was basically Well on, said, on Android it does, yeah. Yeah. Uh it said Apple has chosen to act uh, severely and by doing so has impacted non-parties and third-party developer ecosystem which is basically what we said that Apple can't take off every game that runs Unreal that's just insanity Um, but on the other hand like how many people would be pissed if they did that just took off every Unreal game I, from the App Store at in that situation, I think that the individual developers would probably have grounds to sue Apple because like they're not they're not part of this lawsuit. They're not part of of Epic's decisions to do what they've done. Like that would that would be hilarious if they did that and that's what brought down Apple. <laughs> like just... they just suddenly get thousands of lawsuits. <laughs> That would be because there are there are like Tencent games that run on mobile on Unreal Engine, so like yeah. Apple does not want Tencent to sue them. No, no. So I I I think that Apple's 
their lawyers are smart enough to be like, no, 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 don't, no, do not do this. Um, we we get paid a lot of money, and we get paid a lot of money to not work. That's what we do. So anyway, uh, we're gonna switch back to talking about phones. I guess I could have talked about this, uh, you know, kind of transition stories more smoothly, but that's not gonna happen. The Fairphone. Have you have you seen the new Fairphone? Um, well, it's not that it's a new phone, is it? It is. It's the Fairphone 3 Plus. Oh. It it it, it actually is a new phone. Um so it a is. lot of the same a lot of the same specs. Um it's got Android 10 instead of Android 9. Still has a Snapdragon 632 processor. Still has 4 gigs of RAM. Uh, 64 gigs plus a uh, micro SD card, 3000 milliamp hour battery, um, same size screen, 5.65 inch full HD, uh, but it does come with new cameras. So you can get a new camera uh, that goes from 12 megapixels to 48 megapixels. And the, the front camera is 16 megapixels, which I think that's pretty good. Uh, apparently it's not that great. Well, they never have been. Yeah, the Fairphone has—they've—they've they've never tried to say that it's a—that uh, it's a flagship device. Yeah, um, there's not much here that's different. Um, yeah, that's that's why I thought that it was just a new camera module. I guess because that was kind of like the idea. Did they not have NFC before? Because it says the only other detail on the back is the tiny. NFC etching that's now on the rear cover. Yeah, I, I don't because th- I, I, I think that was one of the things that turned me off from the Fairphone was the lack of NFC for a long time. And another so. another cool thing about this is that if you do already have a Fairphone, all 14 of you that have the Fairphone, um, <laughs> is that you can actually buy these modules and just install them. Yeah. So you can, instead of paying you know full price for it, uh, you can pay, it says, if you buy the upgrade as a pre-order, you can get it for 70 euros or 82 bucks, uh, after which the price rises to 94, 95 euros or $112. Um, so you just tear it down and pop a new uh, camera module in there. And I think that is really cool. I and wish it, uh, it actually includes the one screwdriver that you need to take it apart. Yeah, the the thing I don't like about like I love the Pixel, and it takes amazing uh, photos and decent videos, but it only has a twelve point two megapixel camera on the back. But you don't would... need high megapixels when you have AI. But what if you mixed? But what if you had like a forty eight megapixel camera and really good AI? What if you put both of those in there? Uh, that would cost a lot of money, and it would cost you don't, you don't need it. It would cost exactly eighty-two U.S. dollars. <laughs> um, actually, it would cost way less than that for them. I bet you. Yeah. I bet you would cost ten, maybe twenty bucks to put it in there per phone, and that's and that's me being generous with how much money they would have to spend on that. Just put bigger cameras. And that's another thing. Why do front-facing cameras all? Why are they always like three megapixels? 
Why are they not yeah. the same as the one in the back? That doesn't make sense. Well, and, and like, why don't we have more Android phones doing like the, uh, you remember the, the windows phone that, uh, the, it was a, it was one of the Lumia phones and it had like a, uh, it had like a Xenon flash on the back of it because it, it basically had like a full fledged camera module sitting on the back of the phone. Yeah, I think I've, there have been some phones who have tried that, but it doesn't, they never sell very well. No. Um, I, I, I honestly like, I honestly like Google's approach where you use AI to, um, to make the phones or make the photos look sharper and better. And it, and it seems that like every test I've seen and every test I've done, the iPhone, uh, versus pixel four a, like the Pixel 4a and the Pixel 4 just take better pictures. Oh yeah, the the iPhone camera is honestly kind of gross. Uh, Too much compared... saturation. It, it, it's that, and they seem to be trying to do some kind of smoothing thing. I, like I don't know if maybe it's just because every picture I take has really bad lighting, but like if if I try to zoom in use like doing digital zoom it always looks really like blurry and fuzzy and like that isn't a thing like that wasn't a thing even on my first gen pixel so here's and another I, thing here's another thing i like um but i have a pixel phone so i can use all of the the stuff from the pixel phone and I need to have a friend who has an android to test this out for me to make sure it works well there's something called gcam yeah, yeah. And I want to see, I want somebody that I know to download it and like take pictures and then tell me how it works or show me how it works, like with Night Sight and stuff. Because basically, what Gcam is, is it is the Google Pixel AI stuff, um, but you can use it on phones with like 48 megapixel cameras. And I have yeah. a friend who did that and she was like, I don't want to sideload an app. I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> download it it's safe and she's like i don't know i don't trust it and i was like i'm going to stab oh you in the throat fucking god <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you to download something i just want you to test this for me and she was complaining that her camera doesn't take very good pictures so ah <laughs> uh, oh well um here's another thing about the fairphone um it's like 500 bucks and yeah that's not that's it's, not that's not good it, it it is it is very expensive it always has been um but you have to figure that these guys are basically developing or have been developing their own uh kind of everything their their own uh what what what's it called supply line um they don't use like hardcore sweatshop labor and they make sure yeah. that everything is is made or it, all the, their materials come from like fair trade and aren't gathered through slave labor uh which you can't say for most if not all major phone manufacturers yeah um like it's great uh but it's it's real expensive if, if I... I were to ever switch back to android though like I would greatly consider getting a Fairphone, and I, right. I said that even even with the Fairphone too. 
I thought that it was a viable device as long as you don't want to do anything super fancy. If if they had like if I had money, <laughs> if I like won the lottery or something, I would I would buy the I would buy the Fairphone and I'd be like Aroa, test this out, test the pictures, test G Cam on it. <laughs> let's see let's see if it works well. And uh, I'm hoping that maybe the Fairphone Four might have like decent specs because these are. They're okay, I guess, but you for five hundred dollars you could buy a way better phone. You can buy a hot pepper ghost for a hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah, honestly, hey, at least it's a Snapdragon SoC. Uh, the battery is removable. Eh? Yeah, we. I just noticed how many phone stories we have that we're talking about today. <laughs> phones just... are uh, phones are a big deal. But phones are a big deal. Like another uh, phone, the Xiaomi. That's how you say that name, right? Yep. I am actually really, really excited for this. Um, I don't mind. Like, I have the Pixel 4a, and it has that little punch hole for the front camera. It looks stupid. Okay. But would you like it if that were hidden? Underneath the display. It's weird how much it bothers me. (laughs) <laughs> i don't i mean i hated the notch a lot more uh um, yeah but honestly i'm fine with like a like a millimeter bezel up onto like three millimeter yeah. bezel like I'm just fine give me bezels please <laughs> just just give me a little bit of a a little bit of a like forehead up there on the top it's fine it's fine i'm okay with it um but i really do think that the way xiaomi is going about it if it works well uh, would be really cool. So they are developing a new system uh, that will come out next year that has the cameras underneath the display. And I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah. Like, um, it says here, Xiaomi is, uh, is from TechSpot. Xiaomi is set to bring under-display camera technology to its smartphones next year, although the technology is actually Xiaomi's third-generation under-display camera. The first and second-gen models never made it to mass-produced handsets. After years of smartphones featuring either obtrusive notches or cut-out holes, true bezel-less handsets are closer than ever. Um, It says that... Uh, since the iPhone X was launched in 2017, many smartphones have adopted either a camera notch or blah, blah, blah. It says, uh, the problem though, is that both these workarounds have, uh, held handset makers back from offering a true bezel-less smartphone. Uh, Xiaomi's upcoming under display tech promises to do that, providing a camera, which is disguised underneath a handset display. The company explains how this works by allowing cameras to see through sub-pixels in a, ca- in a smartphone screen, mostly masking the camera from view. This means that the front-facing camera can be perfectly disguised within the handset's display, resulting in a far nicer finish. Um, so apparently it just it shoots through the glass <laughs> and the pixels. So, so uh, I'm looking at the video that they have demonstrating it. And most of it is just like, look, you can't see the camera. But then at the very end, they demonstrate it. And it looks like it might be that it relies on the screen in front of the camera 
going black and then it can see through because that's uh, what i was thinking like would they that that's what i was thinking was okay i could actually live with that let's say uh when you open the camera app or it the something like an app like snapchat wants to use the front camera that then you get that little punch hole like it makes the it makes that part of the screen black and then you can take the picture and then it turns back it flips back do you understand what i'm saying am yeah I, am i making any sense yeah um, and that that that's sort of what it does here where it, it basically just adds a big black bezel to the top of the screen where it like like it it, it squeezes the the photo down into a box uh so it's not using the whole screen as the viewfinder which i think is fine because it doesn't need to be the full screen anyway yeah i i think that's neat i want to see how it actually performs in the wild i still think that the oppo phones had it figured out where they had the camera would raise up when you went to go take a picture I like that most, even though that always terrified me from like the idea of it, like that, that mechanism is going to break eventually. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's really cool. Uh, there's another one that I like where it's, uh, like if you go to take a selfie, it'll just like flip the camera around. I like that one too. That type. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where you could just use the, the back camera as your front camera but obviously none of those are going to be mainstream like they're like iphone's not going to do that uh google's not going to do that like they're not going to have something that niche that fragile on their phones like because as you said they are going to break at some point and the if you have like iPhone, how much many iPhones does uh, Apple sell like every year? Like a hundred million or some shit? Like every year? It's some unbelievable amount, yeah. Like imagine if they had to mass produce a mechanism like that that would move up and down and how many warranties they would have to give out for oh, it yeah. breaking. No, it's it, it would not be worth it for a giant corporation like that. So they're going to stick to what they know and they're going to make another square phone or a rectangle phone that is exactly you know, the same. though. What you say that a big company wouldn't want to manufacture a moving mechanism that would inevitably break over time. But what's that. the big trend? Um, foldables. I, fo- that's so stupid too. I yep. And 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 I don't mean that. I mean, from a technological standpoint, it's awesome. The fact that we can have like foldable screens now that uh, you can just like fold them and put them in your pocket or like and and when you open it up, you get like a really big size screen. That's really cool. Uh, But a it costs a lot of money. Like I think isn't the fold to like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, it's some stupid amount. Um. And then the battery's not that big because they they can't put that big of a battery in it because it's got a fold. And then like the the razor, I think one of the one of the 
the early ones that released. Like when you fold it, you could see inside the and you could see like the electronics because the screen lifts up a little bit as you're what folding it at the hinge. Oh so I don't like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so and so they can't be waterproof. Right, like you're not going to be able to get waterproof out of them. Yeah, um, yeah no, no, uh, you know how I am about that. You know, uh, cat, like the the caterpillars. I guess I think is what they're called. The uh, the giant like, yeah, uh, machinery. They have a yeah. phone. Uh, yeah, they they've got a they made one a while back, and they made a, another one like a, a year or two ago. Maybe? Yeah, that's that's one I'm. They're thinking about. really nice, rugged phones. Uh, yeah. and they have they have a built-in uh, IR camera, and it's only five hundred bucks. Yeah, and like so, it's not it's not just like IP sixty-seven or whatever. Yeah, sixty-nine. Yeah, only if you close all the flaps. Oh, okay. There are you... there are, there are, I think at least on the first one. I don't know about the second one, but the first one had three little flaps that you had to close, and they're just little switches. We have to flick each of the switches, and that closes all of the holes all around it. With the flaps open, I think it's IP68. But if you have okay. them all closed, it's IP69. And and that means not only can you just like stand in the shower with it, you could go swimming with it, and it'll be fine. Yeah, like the, those things are hardcore as hell. And I've seen people that just like chuck them against the ground. I saw somebody literally run it over with a car, and it's fine. Because they are designed for that, and they're and honestly, I'm I might try to get my um, brother-in-law to get one because he um, does horseshoeing for horses, and oh, so yeah. you know he ha- literally has the problem where a horse will just kick him in the chest occasionally, and if a horse happens to kick his phone, which it has before, that phone is is not going to be functioning as well as it did. Because he's complaining about his current phone because something happened with the horse. I think a horse may, may have stepped on his phone. Um, anyway, uh, we do have one more story. Ch- shockingly enough, not about phones. It's actually kind of about video games. But it's about something equally as stupid as folding phones. You know, I think this is dumber. I think this is dumber. You're right. Uh, Netflix has announced a Resident Evil live-action television series. Oh, wait, but that's a, that's a great idea. I think that's a fine idea. A live-action Resident Evil series. I would watch that. What's it about, though? Uh, Is it about Chris and, and Jill and all of our, our all of our friends from the Resident Evil franchise going out and, and fighting zombies? Yes. Is, is it? Is it a yes? I, I don't think so. Is, is that what it's about? It says, when the Wesker, Wesker kids move to new Raccoon City, <laughs> the secrets they uncover might just be the end of everything. <laughs> Why? Like... <laughs> so it's not even... So... So so let's let's back up here. It's it's about the kids of somebody in in the Resident Evil universe. And it's not 
it's not like the kids of Jill or the kids of of uh of Chris <laughs> like one of the main characters. It's Wesker's a bad guy, right? <laughs> yes. He's the main bad guy in the first several games. So we've got we've got a a TV show that's about the kids of the antagonist from the like the first four games, he was he was one of the main antagonists, right? Yeah. Well, first, uh, so uh, not four. He wasn't in four. Um, oh, okay. But he was I like he the was. main antagonist. Oh, not in four, I don't think. Oh. That all t- that all took place in like South America or Mexico or something. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh no, in five, uh, like the big climax is that he's a giant monster because that's whenever Chris punches the giant boulder, um. But like he's the main antagonist of the first one. Uh I'm pretty sure he shows up in in a, a couple of the other ones. But main point being he's he's like the biggest bad guy besides like Nemesis. Like like the iconic Resident Evil villain. And yeah. so they did they did a thing in six where you played as his son. And you were a good guy. And like, okay. okay, that's fine. But did we really need a Stranger Things style show about the Wesker kids getting up to mischief and finding the secrets of Raccoon City? Is I that wanted... what it, it why why? I want it to be more like Scooby Doo. Uh <laughs> we're like, we thought there were zombies, but it was just old man Wesker instead. Like, is that, and is Wesker going to be involved? Like, are they, are they going to go to Papa Wesker, like, for advice? And he's going to be like, mm, the T-virus. Like, I don't. The only, oh, I know, I know that the only way that this could be saved is at the very end, and they're not going to do this. Is at the very end, Wesker takes one of his kids and uses the is it the T virus or the G virus? Whichever one turns uh, basically I want them to turn one of the kids into Nemesis. <laughs> I I want that to be the ending. Are we is that, are we is is that what we're doing? Is we're we're gonna pull like like it's going to be another thing like with the movies where they have absolutely nothing to do with the games at all. Oh yeah. Like, there's not, there's, it, it's, there's it's nothing. own, it's its own completely off the wall, batshit continuity that like is resident evil only in name and nothing yeah. else. And they, and they borrow, seriously, some of the, they borrow some of the monsters and that's about it. Yeah. And the, and like the, the, the names of some of the characters, like I, I don't, who is this for? No one asked for this. No does, one wanted this. Now it does say here from TechSpot. Uh, this might give you a bit of an uh, information on it because it's not. It's not going to be. It says uh, the season will consist of eight one-hour episodes, as was first rumored. The studio behind the RE movie franchise, Constantine Film, it's uh, behind the production. Uh, so there is no guarantee that the show won't suck. That's that's the quote. <laughs> that was in this article. 
so it, it it's even from the movie studio that yeah yeah so there's there's like a 95 percent chance it's gonna have nothing to do with the wait okay so i haven't watched any of the resident evil movies i've only listened to jim sterling's movie podcast Um, talk about them the first one was okay I, i remember the trailer and i remember going what the fuck does that have anything to do with Resident Evil? Yeah. Um, but I maybe, maybe there's something like maybe this is actually a spinoff slash continuation of the movie franchise. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm maybe, that. maybe like Wesker in one of the movies, like that's right. Wesker yes, is, Wesker is in the movies, isn't he? I don't remember because I Wesker I is in the movies. I remember now there was a thing where he like he pulled a uh, it was like in Dead Rising. I think maybe I'm having like hardcore, um, uh, you know, the Mandela effect. Maybe yeah, I'm just yeah, getting yeah. this mixed up. But he was in, uh, no, he was in um, uh, Resident Evil Extinction. Yeah, the the last one, and then, um, well, no, and then there's another one called uh, Afterlife. Oh, okay, but uh, and like, there's like, another one called Retribution, the final chapter, and then another one called the final chapter. Wait, I, but there's 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 one after the final chapter though, isn't there? I have no idea. I think there is. In any case, I remember that being a plot point that he like did like in Dead Rising. Uh, because in Dead Rising, one of the one of the major plot points is there are a bunch of kids that are infected with the zombie virus, uh, and then those kids get sent out into the world, and they end up spreading the virus somehow. Um, I I believe that that was a thing in the movie franchise where Wesker, like implanted a bunch of kids with the T virus, but they were done the same way that he was because he's infected with the T virus, but it like gives him superpowers. So maybe it's going to be like a, like an X-Men thing, (laughs) but (laughs) Resident Evil got so fucking stupid. So here's my question. Why is this being made by like, like the Netflix made the Castlevania anime and supposedly that's fucking fantastic. So why are they funding this shit? So what we should do is we should watch this. Um <laughs> and that's really all I'm I've got on on that is because I want to hate myself just a little bit and I want other people to hate themselves cuz this is going to be bad. This is going to be so bad. Um so anyway, Netflix, oh, when it does it have a date when it's going to be released? I don't think it said. I think it's just that it got it's in production. Yeah, they they've um, just said that it's it's coming to Netflix. Yeah, it's I'm not seeing a date, so this will probably be out in, on Netflix in, you know, a month or two. I don't I don't think they're going to put much time into it. So, <laughs> it's just going to film it over the course of the next 3 weeks and then just We're actually it out. we're actually going to go film it right after this podcast, so, <laughs> so Roa and I are making it. 
I'm going to play Alice. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that scene from the original Resident Evil where, like, she's in a tube naked. <laughs> uh, it's you. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised Family Guy never did that with fucking do, Peter. We'll have all the all the scenes where she's doing crazy acrobatic stuff, but it'll obviously be a double, but my head will be CG'd on top of it. Perfect. Let's do it. Oh man, <laughs> that would be it, we should like if we had money and like budget. It would be it would be a funny like YouTube thing to be like recreating all of Alice's scenes from Resident Evil, but with Aroa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's our show for the day. Uh, we got Yahoo has a phone company. I'm not even linking it. Um, and there's a new fucking phone maker called Hot Pepper. <laughs> I never heard of. Uh, we got Epic. Uh, and their Unreal Battle, we've got or their battle with uh, Apple, the Fairphone. We've got the Xiaomi new uh, under-display cameras, and we've we've talked about the Resident Evil series. So that's our show for the day. Uh, thank you for being here, Roa. No problem. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode, and it'll be great. Goodbye. Bye.